And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we've got Season 2, Episode 15, U4EA. Hey, Mary. What happened this week? I don't even know because I took drugs. (laughs) (laughs) But just kidding, I remember. Faced with a really boring weekend, Kelly, Donna, and Brenda have no plans. But Emily Valentine is there to save the day because she knows where to exchange an egg to get an address to an underground party where apparently teenagers can go. <laughs> so basically, everybody kind of goes. Uh, Kelly has to sneak out, um, and they all go, and then... Fuck, this is going horribly. <laughs> I thought this would be easier. Like you really did drugs. <laughs> Yep, I took drugs. Don't do that. That's basically the message. But anyway, um, Emily decides to spike Brandon's drink with a drug called Euphoria, which is probably ecstasy. And we learned is actually kind of meth. (laughs) Yep. It's like meth with a little hat on that makes you hallucinate. (laughs) So yeah, Brandon gets super fucked up. With Emily, and they, like, just make out all night, and then... Um, Literally all night. Ugh. That's uh, <laughs> David gets drunk. He throws up. Dylan and Brenda turn into mom and dad. <laughs> and... Kelly gets in trouble for sneaking out, we assume. We assume. Yeah, because they show her getting caught, but not... In trouble. Yeah. Um, there's twin talk, and Brandon's car gets ruined. Again. Because, Again. Yeah. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's really it. Like, does Brandon even get in trouble? He, like, gets sat down to have a conversation. That's about the the extent of the Walsh family punishment. He almost didn't get, like, Brenda almost got in trouble. And not Brandon. When they just turned on her, I was just like, you cannot be serious. It made me so mad. I almost, (laughs) like, couldn't even write a note about it because I was like, Screaming at the television. I know. I saw red. I was just like, Jim, yeah. no. Okay. But anyway. Before now we that we've even had, get there. Now that we've had one synopsis, mm-hmm. how about the Fox synopsis? All right. Let's hit it. Okay. Next Thursday. Full underground club business. When the gang from Beverly Hills goes looking for a good time. Music is great. People are cool. Anything goes. Brandon gets more than he bargained for. You bought some strange drugs from some strange guy and something in my drink. How could you mess with my mind like that? On an all-new 90210 next Thursday. I mean, that's literally like the climax of the episode in 30 seconds. It kind of ruins the episode. They keep doing that. Like, this has happened repeatedly. Yeah, the promo, whoever's stitching together the promo, not so great. I mean, are they trying to get viewers? I looked up multiple promos from multiple... TV stations, and they all had him doing the, you mess with my mind, or whatever. (laughs) How could you mess with my mind? If I was the guy putting together that promo, I would have, like, added some mystery and just being like, exchange an egg. Yeah, like, exchange an egg, and then him being like, how could you mess with my mind? By the way, that really sounds like, why did you drop out of Yale? (laughs) How many times in our lives can we bring this up? Also, speaking of... I promise I won't go on other tangents related to Gilmore Girls on this episode besides this one. I don't believe you. <laughs> Yesterday, Gilmore Girls was on, and it was the, <laughs> it was the one where uh, Rory reunites with Lorelai and everything after she drops out of Yale, and Logan is still upset or like trying to win her back because they broke up, and Nate was like, 
what what did he do like you know what was wrong and so i had to back up and tell him what happened and and i was like well you remember the fight and he's like which fight and i was like why did you drop out of yale <laughs> and he's like oh yeah i remember that fight <laughs> so again it's, literally it happened 24 hours ago and <laughs> it's so relevant Always. we're so good at bringing real life into this podcast you know we just really are <laughs> we're just so relatable <laughs> hashtag relatable <laughs> All right. You know what's actually another relatable thing, Hmm. which I don't know if you noticed, the very first scene of this episode where like they're getting the background shots and everyone's just walking in and out of school. Somebody walks by with like one of those push carts full of donuts. How did I miss this? I backed it up. I was like, Dunkin' Donuts? Maybe it's because these intros are always four minutes long. And there's nothing in them. They mean nothing. But yet they shorten other scenes. This is what drives me nuts about every single episode, is that they shorten scenes they shouldn't and lengthen scenes they also shouldn't. (laughs) I spend so much time looking at all these background actors being like, something is going to tie into this. Yes. And it never does. Never. And also one more note before we actually start talking about the episode, mm-hmm. which I have to find it because it's in my notes like a lot farther down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the writers on this episode is the creator of Supergirl. I love Supergirl. And one of the creators of Chuck. Chuck. I also love Chuck. Wait, she, it, what's her name? It's uh, her, Allie. Right? Yes, something. Allie. People love Allie. And she did two more episodes of this she wrote on past not pass and down and out of district in beverly hills and those are the only three episodes she's credited on for 90210 which like not great episodes <laughs> yeah i mean even this one like i i wrote a couple options for my grades one's really good and one's really bad wait so did she write on this episode or did she direct she wrote she charles wrote, bergman okay. directed oh sure he directs most of them well, and every time I see it, I just think Braverman from Parenthood. So oh, I'm like, absolutely. Literally nothing means anything. You know what I think of? I think of Charles Boyle, but also Bravermans. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Could you imagine if Charles Boyle was in the Bravermans? Oh he wouldn't last. Zeke would be like, what are you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? You're not in this family. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a Parenthood podcast. Oh, we'd cry every, every episode. episode. <laughs> But yes, uh, so Allie clearly got better with age because Supergirl's way better. Like the writing, it's a superhero comic book show. So Mm -hmm. like, take it with a grain of salt. But the writing is certainly stronger than most of the crap that's in this. I mean, this one wasn't bad. No, no. But like, she definitely... The writing wasn't bad. Going from Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Pass Not Pass, and then up to this. Which one was Pass Not Pass? That was the one with the... um, Oh, this one is Mr. Suter. Uh, oh, this is when Dylan comes back and he's in the Hawaiian it's shirt. It's the slap episode. Yes, yes, the okay. slap. Okay, <laughs> but all right. Okay, so Allie did pretty well. Allie Adler, that's Allie her name. Allie Adler, yes. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, and Supergirl, so... she's so good. But yeah, she wrote the scene, obviously, with the slap. And that remember we commented about Genius. how actually good that scene was. That scene was really good. Yeah, so like, she... Like, did she write the lines for that play or whatever they were supposed to be she in. had like, to have, right was that an actual yeah because it was thing it, she and um all right Allie darren Adler, star were credited with that episode so i bet she did a lot of the like punch-ups for the girl scenes oh. of just like 
Let me step in here. Allie Adler, please come on our podcast. I have so <laughs> many questions yeah, about so, Supergirl. I mean, she she did Supergirl. She wrote uh, three episodes of Glee. Oh. She did 10 episodes of Chuck and has like story by Allison, Allie Adler. Um, I'm really curious what Glee episodes she wrote. Oh, I can tell you. Hold on. Do it. I, I won't remember the <laughs> titles. Did season three, uh, Pot of Gold, Heart, and Nationals. Heart? If that has heart music in it, I'm in. Uh, in honor of Valentine's Day, Will challenges the Glee, co- Glee Club to find and perform the world's greatest love songs. Had to have had a heart song in there then. Um, Who knows? Doesn't <laughs> I matter. see Purple People Eater, Disco Duck, Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. I'm very confused. Yeah, that's yeah. confusing. <laughs> Maybe I blocked out that season. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, there's only... Uh, let's see. Let me love you. I will always love you. Obviously. You're the top. Cherish. Love Shack. Um. I remember that. I remember Love Shack L-O-V-E. from that show, but I don't remember the episode. And Stereo Hearts. Hmm. Which, I don't remember any of that. That's written by Adam Levine, so I'm going to guess. Oh, is that the gym class? No, that's wrong. What am I thinking of? Yeah. Right? Gym class heroes? Adam Levine? From Maroon 5? Did he write gym class heroes music? Wasn't he in a song? Oh, I don't know. What? I have no idea. This is you a Glee podcast, do. guys. <laughs> do you have a Glee podcast? Email us things. <laughs> we'll do a crossover. <laughs> Explain <laughs> why we're wrong. <laughs> You're like, okay, I've been listening to you for five minutes and I can't handle it anymore. Also, this is going to bug me, but I'm like 99% sure that they did a collab. And it was famous. Adam Levine and Gym Class Heroes? Yes. Okay, hang on. Like, I for sure, because I can hear If you know the answer to these questions, email us at (laughs) back2podcast at gmail.com. See if you can email us faster than I can Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stereo hearts. Boom! Pop culture. I'm going to cut all of that out so it looks like you didn't answer it. (laughs) All right. Um, Back to Best (laughs) Bev. We haven't even started the episode. Okay, so besides the the Dunkin' Donuts scene, <laughs> which we can't confirm if it's Dunkin' Donuts, but it was donuts. Oh, no, I can confirm it's Dunkin' Donuts. There was a box of munchkins. Product oh. placement. Perfect. But, like, two out of three of us missed it, so not good yeah. product placement. No, True. but very pivotal, pivotal opening scene, we gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> well, so the second scene is yeah. when you walk up to Emily and Brandon at her locker together, and she's like, turning and getting into the combination like kind of leading up some sort of suspense mm-hmm. and then you open to a locker with a shelf in it and she's like look like i got this to for know you. what this means <laughs> it's like a drawer at my house but it's at school even though your locker is one below mine like this was not a thing right like i, I don't this I mean, we went to a very tiny high school, so going back to your locker was not an issue. So, like, it's not like I needed to store books in someone else's locker. Yeah, I don't know that location, location, location was really a thing <laughs> with locker placement. But, <laughs> like, his locker is right below hers. Why is she like, well, I know you want more space in your locker. Like, don't bring so much shit to school, Brandon. Why does Emily only have one book? <laughs> because Emily's a bad girl, and She's she doesn't too go cool to school. Books. She doesn't need school. School needs her. She does drugs. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much in common. (laughs) 
Yeah, she. What does she say? She goes. I like having your books in my locker, which is or I like the idea of having your books in my locker, which is definitely a euphemism, right? Oh when yeah, because then he goes. It. Yeah, I like the idea of having my books in your locker too. Like, Ugh. stop it. That might be one of the grossest ones I've ever heard. But, I've heard some pretty gross ones. But also, I'm gonna start saying shit like that in D and D. Oh, thank as God. Your boyfriend. All right, that's fine. Yeah, audience, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're lovers in our D&D campaign. It's fine. Does it surprise anyone? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they're living together now. Essentially. <laughs> they're school living together. Jesus. Oh my gosh, do y'all watch Big Mouth? No. I, well, I've seen a few episodes. Well, you don't really like cartoons. I don't, but I did like that when I watched it. We just, I just haven't gotten around So to. in the most recent season, they have a wedding for two of the kids who have been just like dating through the entire series and they have a kid wedding. And like, that's what this makes me think of. Kid wedding. For sure. Yeah. Like something totally pointless that happens, but it means so much in the moment. Oh, man, I hope he didn't store stuff in her locker in this scene. And then, like, next episode, he's got to show up with his little box and be like, can I have my stuff back? But also, when you said store stuff in her locker, all I think of is the euphemism now. <laughs> <laughs> Which then also Aww. makes me think of the Broad City episode where they store the weed. Oh, in yeah. Pajamas. <laughs> Which is definitely one of the best episodes of Broad City. Is, God, I don't know if I could rank the episodes of Broad City. Oh, the one... Yeah, <laughs> You're ready to go. I'm ready. The one... There's there's a tie for first place, and it's the one where uh, Alana gets her wisdom teeth out. Oh, that's good And Abby's, like, rolling on the floor because she's crazy high. I'm not a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one that's tied for first <laughs> is when Abby is super high also again. Uh... <laughs> And she hallucinates Bingo Bronson as, like, alive, you know, and they're in the Whole food, Whole Foods, and he's like, uh, knock that over, Abby. It wants to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is the two best Broad City episodes. Oh Speaking of Broad City, <laughs> how many shows can we reference in one episode? There's been at least five already. Well, Jaime is in the newest season of Silicon Valley. I love Jaime. And he plays... A Chilean billionaire Ooh. whose family made their money from essentially human slave trafficking <gasps> and like child labor oh dear. and all of this stuff. And so he showed up in this episode and I was just staring at him and I was like, hi, May. <laughs> How dare you? Come in, baby. <laughs> yeah. He shows up and he like offers them a billion dollars for their like um, for VC money. And at the end of the episode, he goes, spoiler alert for however many weeks old this episode is going to be by the time anybody hears this. <laughs> um, Richard goes over to turn the money down and Jaime is like, oh, it's because of how my family made this money, right? My uh, my grandfather was such a stupid man. He got caught. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Facts. like, I'm not letting these children mine whatever anymore. I'm going to mine data. And like he's oh like, I God. put these pictures of children to remind me. And he's just a villain. And I was just like, Jaime, no. He was so sweet. He was so pure. So pure. So good. <laughs> but he's not in this episode. No, he's not. He may not have been born yet. Ooh, interesting. He might have been. Because he might be around our age. Mary, how old is Jaime? <laughs> <laughs> Email us. Does the guy have an, like, uh, an, is he an actor? Is, he, he does, <laughs> he does yes. have a real name. 
I do not know it off the top of my head. I don't either, but you could search Broad City, and he's, like, in a lot of episodes. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't matter because, well, it will matter. She'll tell us. But uh, Brenda, Donna, and Kelly are all walking down the hall towards the lovebirds, mm-hmm. being like, oh, my God, it's Friday, and we have nothing to do. What should we do tonight? Arturo Castro is 33. Okay, okay, so he was born. Yeah, he was born. So he could have been a baby. He could have well, been a baby in the one man and a baby episode. He wasn't, but he could have been. <laughs> yes. Were you the baby in the one man and a baby episode? <laughs> Email us. Man, this episode. We're in rare form. It's very, like, we could be on drugs like the episode, but we're not. Oh, my God. <laughs> White claw. <laughs> Ain't, Ain't no, no law. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> It sounds oh just like an egg in a pan. It kind does. Of. Yeah. We just came up with something great. <laughs> yeah, I have so many things to say about that ad later too, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Of course. Because <laughs> that's literally the last thing that happens. Yeah, but okay, so nobody has any idea what to do tonight. And then Donna wants to go play mini golf and Kelly's just like, what are you, David Silver? I mean, and, like, I, I take offense to that. I know, right? I love mini golf. You know what's really fun? Um, black light mini golf or like glow in the dark mini golf. Yeah. Like, like that monster place yeah, in Kennesaw. Exactly. That's mm. so fun. Is that still a thing? I think so. I we go. took, um, Michael's little brother one year to play monster golf and it was so cute. It's like a little haunted house. <gasps> Let us know if it golf. still exists. <laughs> Email us at <laughs> Podcast. God, we're going to get so many emails. <laughs> we're going to get zero emails. Yeah. We will keep telling you to email us <laughs> until you email us. Which shout out to one person who finally did email us. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Mary from Tennessee? That's right. Because she confirmed that she is Mary person. from Tennessee. <laughs> we love you, Mary Cherry. We do. And we not just because do. your name is also my name. <laughs> No, we love you because you're honorable, and you didn't actually tell me the other podcast that wasn't for you. Yeah. What integrity. I know. We love that in our fans. Yeah. We love that about you. I was just saying. <laughs> Do you have integrity? Email us. Goodness gracious. I have to stop. I'm sorry. This never is, stop. Yeah. This might be one for the archives. <laughs> we'll never release this episode. All of a sudden, this episode is just missing. It's gone. It's like Hulu. We couldn't release this yeah. episode. There's some rights involved, like oh, music. I didn't check. Is this episode on Hulu? I didn't even check. I don't know. I, I doubt know it is. so many are missing. I'm just yeah. watching them on the DVDs without looking. Same. Same. Um, but yeah, I mean, nobody has anything to do. We get little hints that Donna and David have been hanging out, which mm-hmm. apparently Kelly thinks is disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I'm, I think it's a cop-out. I just don't like it. I'm fine with it because I – it's less about David's personality and more Donna's personality because the fact that Donna is just, like, so good, you know, like, so nice, she's, like, still hanging out with him when she clearly knows that everyone else, like, can't really stand him. She's but totally she's susceptible nice to, to serial killing. I mean, yes, but she's also just, like, being cool. Like, she's just being nice to somebody, like, because he's perennially picked on. By the whole group. Well, she kind of is, too. I wonder if they, like, just push them together. Because, you know, they were doing these hints of, like, well, maybe Brandon and Donna are going to get together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work out at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if they just, like, kind of push them together right. to be, like, they're the ones that get picked on by all their friends. I mean, it could I, be. I still can't get over the fact that David is just, like, accepted now. 
True. Yeah. Like when Kelly's mom came in to say she couldn't go, I kind of assumed that she'd be like, oh, yeah, you can go, but you have to take David with you. Right. Like he already almost seems like a little brother that is just like a tag along. Mm hmm. But instead, he got invited by Donna, not by anybody else. So I think that does, you know, kind of give a little asterisk at the top. That's true. I feel like I really relate to Donna just kind of gravitating towards somebody who's like not really well liked and like very unthreatening kind of being with them anyway, because it makes her feel good to be nice. And he's nice to her when he's not yelling at her because his friend died. And totally. Well, I I just can't get over how much he would talk to her about Kelly. That's, I think, the biggest thing that bothers me. Totally. True. Is like, it just feels to me like she's second choice. And I felt that a lot as a teenager. And so, like, it mm-hmm. hurts me to be like, you're not second choice. You are Donna. I saw those short shorts later in this episode. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's a totally fair point. I think I can just appreciate anyone not just not being mean to someone just for like being not as cool or not part of their friend group. I mean, David's annoying and we've said he's like basically a serial killer, but he still deserves to like have a friend in this life, especially since his best friend just died that they don't even address. Yeah. uh, I have things to say about that too. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we have to like, Oh, we got to get somewhere. I know. Yeah. So they run into Brandon and, uh, Emily and Emily is just like, oh, well, I heard about this underground club that is a no age club, so everyone can go in. Which I'm which, like, does that mean kids, like like children too? Like I mean, they're what sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. and then David's a sophomore, so he's fifteen. So right, yeah, I mean, take that what you will. True. And then she hands them the little thing that's just a picture of an egg and an address, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, because who would get that? <laughs> And then, what is it her? Who has an egg in their Emily bag? Emily does. She has yeah, it in her, Later like, on, she has back. an egg. She just brought it to school with her, which, like, the whole time, I kept being like, I have to know if it's hard-boiled or not. I have oh. to know that you had the foresight to hard-boil it before you stuck it in your bag. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. But essentially, for listeners, like, you see this postcard thing with like flyer with an egg on it and they're like huh because you're also feeling the same thing yeah literally kelly's like let me see that yeah Yeah, i like that brenda was just like an egg (laughs) (laughs) but apparently you have to exchange said egg to get an address of where the party is Mm -hmm. and then they go there later and the idea is you get an egg and they can like charge you 10 bucks or whatever like someone's making money off this because they know you really want to go exactly because emily was like they were like ten dollars and emily was just like i got it guys yeah which i have a comment about that when we get there too (laughs) (laughs) yes they say all this all these people are in you know there's kind of a little of like Kelly's like, oh, well, my mom will let me go as long as we're doing this whole honesty thing. Mm-hmm. As long as I tell her what I'm doing, she lets me go. And then they leave and Brandon and Emily go to the newspaper room yep. to tell Andrea. And Steve walks by looking fly in that vest. Oh, my God. Freaking oh, my Steve, God. Man. Steve Sanders. I loved him in this scene, but we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're there. Yeah, we're uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so he, like – they're talking to Andrea, and Andrea says, is this some article you're writing behind my back? Which is like, is that really what keeps you up at night? <laughs> like, it's I bet it does. Adorable. It's, she is such a one-track mind mm-hmm. of like, this is going to be the best newspaper in the world. And so when he says that, she's literally like, 
You're about to bring me an investigative expose that I didn't even ask for. She's Paris Geller. Yeah. No, her heart is a flutter. I would love to know if Amy Sherman Palladino inspired Paris from Andrea Zuckerman. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I know. Can you imagine? Somewhere deep in my brain, there are some Paris facts and I just don't have them. Mm -hmm. But like, no, I could totally see it. So far, it's been very true to character. Well, and even later, like, she doesn't want to, or they tell her about it, Mm -hmm. and they explain that, like, it's not a 21 and up club. There's no sneaking in that has to be happening. And Andrea's like, well, what's the big secret? And Emily goes, well, cops just hate when kids have fun. Mm -hmm. And Andrea's like, oh, sweet honey child. (laughs) You were so wrong. Right. And then she convinces herself to go. Well, because basically Emily threatens her. Yeah, she was like, oh, it's cool if you don't want to go, if you're scared. And right. Andrea's just like, oh, hell no. Nah. She's like, I am <laughs> the investigative journalist that you fear. Yeah. Watch me. I am the editor. Somebody has to write this article. <laughs> and then Steve, go as my date. Which, exclamation point, exclamation Andrea. point, <laughs> it's happening. I would love it. it. Still stands to Andrea. I stands to Andrea. I stand it hard. Uh, it was just adorable. It was he, cute. Honestly, he looks really cute being like, go is my date. Like, his, being super happy. I paused it and just, like, gazed at his adorable smile for, like, a couple minutes. I mean, it felt super genuine. Like, yeah. not even just, like, I'm going to do this just to get people to go. Because he could care less who goes. He just wants to go. Well, I mean, he did have an ulterior motive of being, like, all those hot babes that are going to be there are going to want me more because I'm not single. But, but that's such a defense. Or, like, a, like oh, well, I'm afraid because people called me out for saying go is my date, so I have to come up with something to... Well, I mean, that's the thing. He could literally have picked anybody if that was really what he wanted to happen. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. So that's why I was like, this is like actually genuine. Like maybe this really is starting to be a thing. I would love it. So cute. I just want to believe that in the back of his mind, he was like, remember when we made out that time? And also when we talked about the jukebox and I made you laugh and you made me laugh. I know. He's just doing the little like eyebrows up and down like, huh? You remember? You remember? You want to go with me? You want to be my date? And his silly little smile. Babies. I loved it. I was a little worried that something bad would happen with it but like yeah like something would really go bad only because like we've had multiple things where like steve gets drunk and ditches his date but like right i feel like that was all last season and this season that hasn't been happening because like donna showed up to the halloween party and he was just like no everybody likes you yeah you don't need to do all this blah 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 it doesn't help her but that's not the point i think the very beginning of Especially the first season, we had Steve as kind of like this arrogant, just wants to get girls, not really a super great dude, always kind of banters badly with Kelly, like in a negative way. And we're starting to lay the groundwork for like redeemable Steve. Not that he was like so horrible. I mean, he made some pretty racist comments back in the day. So did everybody, honestly. And True. that kind of fucked up shit he said last episode about there being a lot oh, of blood yeah. in Scott's death. I forgot about oh, that. Whoops. But the Never thing mind. is, like, <laughs> it's it's toned down, though. Like, they have really brought it down. And I think I read somewhere that the show, this could be wild conjecture, mm-hmm. but that the show was originally truthfully supposed to be about the twins and only mm. the twins. But then, like, they brought in this whole ensemble. And, I mean, you can't just not do something with Kelly and Steve and Donna and all of them. Right. They're, 
They're you, good. You created good characters. Mm-hmm. You have to use them. That's the thing is like, not only did you create characters with depth, you have actors that can pull it off. Yeah. For as much shit as we talk about most of their acting skills, mostly Jason Priestley, like <laughs> they mostly can carry their own. I mean, we've seen Jenny Garth be really strong. Ian Ziering is really strong. Luke Perry. Luke Perry. I mean, uh, Shannon Doherty, like all and of Brian them. Austin Green last episode. <laughs> Literally all of them except Jason Priestley. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so sorry. Jason Priestley, come on the podcast. You were just given bad reactive direction. Like Honestly, your yeah. anger. That's and what throws me. And you're kissing. Dude, you got to chill the fuck out. Truthfully, liked this one with you. Yeah, except for all the handsy, grabby, kissy. But the uh, thing is, he's on drugs. And true. like, I feel like that is, he played high really well. He Jason. did. Jason, he did. do you do drugs? Because <laughs> I'll show you your brain. And then your brain on drugs. <laughs> you don't want to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Stephen Avest. <laughs> Is that so where we're? So good. Yeah, Stephen Avest. Well, so we got past Stephen Avest. So now we're standing with Brenda and Brandon In at the their bathroom. different vanities talking about how they're going to get away with this. And yep. Brenda's being like oh, I don't really want to lie to mom and dad. Do you think this is a good idea? We shouldn't really do this. Which this felt a little role reversally because I feel like normally Brandon would be the one like, oh, but my reputation and my like high standards, we shouldn't do this. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Well, and I think we've talked about that both the Walsh twins can't be bad at the same time. True. If one is bad, one is good. That's true. That's a good point. So in this one... Brandon did drugs, Mm -hmm. so Brenda's holier than thou. Very much. Mm -hmm. I think they're, like, using Emily to just try and pull Brandon down. Oh, absolutely, because Brenda says that she doesn't like her repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And Brenda's supposed to be the intuitive one that, like, can really pick up on people. Yep, definitely. Yeah, no, they're absolutely being like, this girl is bringing him down. She's mm-hmm. the one that said they should go to the party. She's yep. the one that doses him with the drugs. She's the reason he stays out late. He lies to protect her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all of this is supposed to point back to her. Definitely. I mean, she is the bad girl for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Like the the stereotypical, like throwing in just a wrench in the plans. She's the reason that the da na 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 had mm-hmm. electric guitar. That's right. Had it angrier. <laughs> Sorry, I can't not do it. <laughs> I know. I just like that was some edging. I got mm. you right to the edge. And I pulled it back. I'm on the edge. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so they come up with this whole plan of like, oh, we'll tell mom and dad that we're going out to dinner with a whole bunch of people, and then we're gonna go see Attack of the Killer Tomatoes because mm-hmm. they do a showing every Friday night at midnight or whatever it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they go downstairs. And mom and dad are watching a movie and are so wrapped up in it. That, so wrapped up. That Brandon's just like, oh, we're going out. We'll be home late. And they're just like, shh. <laughs> Stop. Quiet, you. But they, okay, so he says, oh, we might be home late. You know, gets the curfew to 1.30. And then Brenda says two. And dad goes, watch it. Like, oh, I like, was like, come on. She said one thing. One thing and got shut down. <laughs> I was like, God. of course Jim said no. Of course. If Brandon had said two. Yeah, if it had been happened. reversed, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. He, she would have been like one thirty. No, what about two? Okay, yeah. Like if Brandon <laughs> had said that, like she would have got yeah got shot down at one thirty, and then Brandon says, "What about two? And he's like, "Okay, guy, <laughs> you're good." All right, my but dude. then it's cute because we flash to like Kelly and her mom. And she's trying to, like, suck it in so she can get into those tight jeans. And mm-hmm. her mom's just like, I remember being your age. <laughs> yeah. 
Those pants were so cute. I know. She was they so really cute. cute. Mm-hmm. Her like, fashion was good this week. I was like, she was still cute when she changed later. Yeah. But I was like, honestly, both outfits. Totally. And she was like all cocky at school. Like, oh yeah, my I mom can do and whatever I are doing this honesty thing. As long as I just straight up with her, then we're good. And then mom's like, I've seen the news. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go anywhere. AKA the parents go to excuse. I well, and the thing is, like all I could think of was like moms watching the news have been a downer for their children since the news. <laughs> so true. Since the news happened. Like forever. My family would constantly be like, No, no, I know what that part of whatever is. Yeah. It's you like, do drugs. Yeah. It's like that area I've heard is a really bad area. Well, and yeah, she's like, people. she's like, I've heard about these parties. There's a bunch of drugs mm-hmm. and a bunch of underage nonsense and you can't go. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell? Yes, I can. Well, that's the thing. Kelly throws her mom's alcoholism and drug addiction yeah, in her face. And I was like, mm, now, you, yeah. now you definitely can't go. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, you don't. Mm-mm. You just don't. But she doesn't get to go. At least she's told. She doesn't get to be allowed to go. Correct. But, I mean, that doesn't stop her. She literally just, like, puts a robe on. And she's still got a full face of makeup. Her hair's still done. I know. Like, come on. It was – I did like the line that Jackie said, though, She when Kelly was like, well, I'm going to be the only one that can't go. And Jackie was like, because well, you're probably the only one that told the truth. I'm I like, know. ooh. Mic drop. Jackie's smart. She knows what's up. I mean, an alcoholic, like, has to know. Well, and, like – Teenagers trying to go yeah. to an underground rave, right? No one's gonna let yeah, their kids go to that. Yeah, this is essentially a rave. Like this is not just a club where you're like dancing. This is a rave. Well, and just honestly, anything that says like no age limit, anyone mm-hmm. can go, lets me know there's trouble. Oh, totally. Like or that it's the stupidest thing in the world, and yep. it's gonna be done by ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like there are two options, and I don't want either of them. Absolutely, but not these guys. <laughs> not these guys. They're, They're all ready about to go. It. Well, and then they all meet up at the Peach Pit. Well, most of them. Everyone minus Sandria. Sandria. Well, that's because they had to stay and have dinner. Right. With with the grandma. What was funny, though, is like I literally typed, ugh, why is David going? And then Kelly said the same thing as soon as I finished typing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just like, oh, I guess David is just accepted now. I guess I have to accept him, too. And then <laughs> Kelly said something, and I was like, Okay, I don't have to accept them. Right, yeah. It's fine. I was like, ugh, why is he here? And I literally just wrote the same thing. I thought that was so funny. No. Because, yeah. I mean, Kelly knows. She knows. He's weird and he's obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not cool. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If he was, like, mildly cool and, like, toned down, like, when his dad was like, you will not take this gorgeous girl, whatever, what, put her on camera, Videotape blah, blah, blah. her. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you, like, whatever. If he had actually listened to him... And I was like, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't do it and like tone down and then didn't like, I don't know, uh, pick Donna as like second choice or whatever. Then it's like, yeah, okay, I can accept David. Like, this is fine. But he hasn't stopped being creepy. That's, That's the like, only thing. Well, and then they go to the convenience store and they exchange the egg. And the guy's like, oh, what else can I get you? And they get water and gum. And then he says whiskey. Whiskey. Which the guy gives him, which everyone, like, I was just like, okay, this man is crooked. Already, obviously, Mm -hmm. because he's doing the egg thing. Right. But then, like, David just asks if he can get the whiskey and they give it to him. And I was like, nobody is questioning the fact that his friend just died in front of him a week ago. Maybe Mm -hmm. don't let him drink a fifth. Yeah, like, this is like a... um 
like warning signs. This is a bad way to mm-hmm. handle this. But here, my comment, which is not about the importance of not drinking whiskey when your friend just died, it's okay. The egg and basically to get entrance to the party was ten dollars. They got water. They got yes. whiskey. They got um, gum, gum and popcorn and popcorn for, for sixteen dollars. I'm like that whiskey alone probably would have cost at least like thirteen dollars or something. Yeah, so, like yeah. everything else was like pennies. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, you can have the rest of it. I'm like, guys, you just do a little research here. <laughs> like, think about what's happening. Yeah, like you could have bought like at that rate two whiskeys. I know. If he heard that, I would have been like, actually, the bottom shelf, right? Yeah. Or like upgrade the whiskey. I yeah. feel like he only charged them $10 with the egg because he could. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, totally. 10 bucks. And it's like, okay, you already gave me 10. 16 for the rest. Right. Like, well, it probably only costs like really like five bucks or something. And he's just like, these guys look it like It probably idiots. doesn't technically cost anything. Like, he's true. probably getting money from something else That's just probably to do true. this. But like, why not? Yeah, if they want they it. wouldn't question it. Why not get $26 off these children? <laughs> well, yeah. and that's the thing. They're children. Like, mm-hmm. they want to go to this club, and you are the only thing standing in between that. Yeah. Because it's not like, like, <laughs> I've decided I want to start watching these episodes and be like, could this episode still happen today with everyone having smartphones? And the answer to this oh. one is definitely no. Yeah. Because Andrea and Steve would have just gotten like a pin drop mm-hmm. from Emily and known exactly where to go and they could have bypassed the egg. Yep. And then like people would have been sharing on some sort of social media. Like one person would find the address and everyone else would go. Well, that and even like at the rave, they would have had pictures, video, whatever. People would have seen drugs. The cop, cops would have been notified way earlier. Well, and like Brandon would have not... Like, they wouldn't have had to take Brandon's keys because he would have been like, no, I can call an Uber later. Exactly. So then when it got, you know, raided, Andrea could have taken his car for him. This is so different. Like, yeah, just even thinking about it in that perspective would make this episode so different. It wouldn't exist. Right. And it just makes me think of, like, literally how technology has changed in 30 years. Well, now I'm really curious because, like, we talked about it before, how Degrassi had the episode where Ashley did drugs but even then, it was, like, really before the internet was, like, super popular. You definitely didn't have it on your phone. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much can shows even really still do this show, like, this episode where, like, you do drugs and you're stuck out all night and some weird bad thing happens to you? Well, and my thing would also be, like, that was probably the worst thing that could have happened then. Nowadays, it would probably be way worse because you probably would get arrested or you'd get in a situation with people that you shouldn't in a situation with to begin with Mm -hmm. or i don't know it just feels like the stakes are even higher now well and another fun one could have been like something that you could do now is you know they have those like little tester strips to see if you've been dosed or anything oh yeah like that could have been really interesting to just bypass the whole brand in taking drugs and like Mm -hmm. or like you know somebody testing it later and finding out he's been dosed and like he didn't even know like i don't know I'm just thinking, like, different ways that you can change it to be, like, this is what it's like now to go out to clubs. Well, yeah, because I – I mean, again, another TV show, but One Tree Hill also did kind of, like, Brooke and Peyton went to a college party when they're in high school, and Peyton found this dude that she related to more, and he was just, like, holed up in his room, and he was, like, more punk. She was more punk, and he ended up, like, putting something in her drink and almost being in a bad situation, 
So yeah, even then, and that was like 2004, 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing happened on Veronica Mars, and I think that was 2004 as well. Yeah. I mean, like, not necessarily the same thing, but like right. that was a very big part of season one of Veronica Mars was her yeah. getting dosed at a party. Right. And like they even had cell phones then, but they didn't have Uber. They didn't have Lyft. They didn't have like the smartphone that could had all your social media. It was like a singular phone, mm-hmm. you know, like that just had snake on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you were lucky. If you were lucky. And you had to hit end, 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 end if you accidentally hit the internet button because <laughs> it costs money. My fear. Yeah. I ran my parents' credit or phone bill up once. I did too because of my text messages. I had so many text messages and I didn't know that it cost money. <laughs> well, and I had tried to switch a plan, but because my phone was not the main phone, I wasn't allowed to switch the plan. Oh no. So I cost them a ton of money and I was like, I didn't know. And they were like, you know what's funny? And then paid it. Is like the month that I got in trouble, I'd only racked up like a thousand text messages that month. Can you, you were going to say a thousand dollars? No. Oh my God. No, it was like, I think it was, it ended up being a couple hundred dollars, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that it was only like a thousand text messages in a month, think about how many texts, because nowadays when you're typing, you don't necessarily send everything you want to say in just one text. It's like blah, blah, blah. And then this, and then this, and then this emoji, emoji, emoji. <laughs> like well, even, it's so uh, many texts. Yeah. Like, even today we were doing, I was talking to Lucas about my college pick and he yeah. sent me each oh, pick. I didn't send that to and, you. I'm sorry. How dare you? I was in that retreat. It's okay. I went all in on UGA. <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's going to go so bad. I'm going to have negative points this week. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, like I'll send triple texts for emphasis. Right. Like, but at the same time, I remember like like back in 2004 or 2005, like switching to Verizon and being really excited that I could text Aerie for free. Yeah, because yes. Verizon yeah. let you text Verizon. Because you could only text, like it was like text to text, carrier to carrier like or something within like that. network or whatever. Mm, yeah, yeah, because I had T-Mobile and we got horrible service in my house. Everyone Oof. gets horrible service in their house with T-Mobile. Right, and so my parents switched it and then I finally, I didn't have text messages yet until it was like the after 9 p.m. it was free thing yeah but my bedtime was at like 10 <laughs> so an hour you had to get it all out right somehow then. i got a thousand text messages that month <laughs> i just remembered free calls after nine right because like we wouldn't talk to each other mm-hmm. until after nine and i only had service in my basement so i would just like <laughs> sit down there in the cold and talk to you on the phone for like an hour <laughs> oh my god guys high school was so long ago it was it was just different too like thinking about how different different. it was and that was only 10 14 10 to 14 years ago well and like think about this so you know everybody gets the egg they go to the place they left a map on a napkin yeah with nat to give to stondria Mm -hmm. and then stondria spills on it and all of a sudden you're sol yeah like what like that's it you don't have another plan B. Like, that's There's it. literally nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. If I was Emily, after I had gotten the actual address to the party, I would have called, called the Nat. Peach Pit and left the address with him and not, uh, a, map. not a map. But mm-hmm. then again, how would they look it up? Because they don't have Google Maps or anything. Oh, fair. Well, but see, here's the thing is this is the downfall of Emily. So we're not supposed to know she's a good person. So why would she stop and, you know, save them a trip? Right. Like we're not supposed to think that she's like 
she would go out of her way to make sure other people got as long as she was there she was fine and brandon well and the thing is like how late could it have been if steven and andrea just got there late because they were having dinner and emily is still just like now we gotta go and left them. Yeah, they, and they showed the clock at the peach pit. It was only like 9.45. Which nothing <laughs> happens before 10 p.m. Yeah, and she's like, well, we got to get there before midnight. It's like, are you driving three hours to this convenience store? Yeah, like, where is this? Maybe they didn't know where the convenience, like, they knew they where it was, but they didn't exactly know how to get there. It seems like Because they didn't have MapQuest. Exactly. Do you guys remember printing out MapQuest directions Which, to like, take with you? <laughs> now that I'm sitting here and being like, when we drive, we're not supposed to be looking and having distractions. And we would just print out pieces of paper with really shitty pixelated maps yes. to be like, all right, in point three miles, <laughs> I got to turn on Peachtree. Wait, is that Peachtree Road or Street? <laughs> or West Peachtree? Yeah. Or Peachtree Street Northwest? Right. Or Peachtree Circle? <laughs> Oh my god! I just remembered like trying to get to a friend's birthday party, and <laughs> was like, it on Peachtree Circle? No, it was like I got like Briarcrest and Briarfield mixed up, and yep. like ended up at like two neighborhoods to the left, and oh, having to go no. all the way back home to get the right directions. Oh no! Yeah, man, it was a mess. God. I still made it, and I had a good time. I'm so happy you did because you don't have to be there right when the party starts. Right, Emily. <laughs> Fashionably late forever. That's right. Hashtag fashionably late. Um, anyway. This so seems yeah. like a really good time to take a take fake an ad, ad break. break. White Claw Hard <laughs> Seltzer Black Cherry 100 Calories 5% Alcohol Natural Flavor Spiked Sparkling Water with a Hint of Black Cherry. Ain't no laws when you've got a White Claw. Beep, beep. Eggland's best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. When you bought those eggs, did they really have like the little stamp on it? So I never bought Eggland's Best. My mom didn't either because they were expensive as fuck. Well, and I only saw them in Jeopardy. So I imagine the highbrow bought them. Mm. (laughs) We always bought Kroger eggs or Ingalls eggs. Yeah, we, I don't know what fucking eggs we got. (laughs) They were in a paper carton and not a foam one. Yeah, the, like the cardboard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that crushed stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thinking of like dying Easter eggs because I really miss doing that. My favorite thing was like doing it with vinegar in the, like with the little color capsule because Uh it would make the colors like more neon. Ooh. I never did that. I just did water, whatever it was. Yeah. I was always really, I'm bad at arts and crafts. Oh. So I always got like, I would just do like a couple dunks and like leave it in there and then be done. Because I was, like, not confident, and I didn't want it to look bad because I was also competitive. (laughs) We should dye eggs this year. I'm down. Well, next year, I guess. It is November. We should dye eggs and make them the Beverly Hills 90210 characters. (laughs) I'm writing it down. Egg dye. Egg dye. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, we can make the orange girl. Orange, huh? Orange, huh? (laughs) I feel like we say that every episode. It's so quotable. It's so quotable. I love it. Whoever (laughs) knew. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I listened to, like, four of our episodes on the way here today. Did you? Yeah, because I had, like, half listened to three. Um, And so, like, I would listen like from well, I listened to a full one today, like our most recent one. Nice. Um, and we're hilarious and I so love funny. us. <laughs> and um and then it like went to like the middle of three episodes prior. Oh, that's and funny. then like the middle of the next one after that. That's hilarious. And so it's it's just so good. I think we're doing a great job. I'm too behind, <laughs> but I got really behind on all my podcasts, so 
Yeah, me but I'm, too. I'm eventually going to listen to them again. Okay, we did an ad for Eggland's Best. And then we wondered if they actually had that little red stamp, stamp on them that said, like, EB or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I also have a grapefruit. I just don't want black cherry. I'll do black cherry again. Do you like raspberry? Sure. I think I like them all except black cherry. Um, but yeah, then we decided that we wanted to dye Easter eggs next year and dye them to look like the Beverly Hills 90210 cast. And oh we're going to make, we're going to make orange girl. Yeah. Orange, huh? <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not good at that. So I'll have to do the orange girl. <sighs> I'm just thinking it'll be easy. It's just orange. <laughs> But we're gonna use vinegar in the in the oh. egg dye to make the colors more vibrant, which okay. I didn't know you could do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll have Brendeg, <laughs> Bregden, Bregden, <laughs> Dilleg, <laughs> Steg. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Andreg, Andreg, <laughs> Oh my Don god. Egg. <laughs> David. <laughs> Kelleg. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of Arrested Development with Anne. Her? Oh egg. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> no, you're crying. <laughs> you're Craig. <laughs> Craig, I'm sorry. Oh. I want Degrassi eggs oh. now, too. Eggma. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I came up with the best character last night. We were talking about Zac Efron and how oh, he looks God. with his, like, bleached hair. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, but hear me out. Zac Efron. Oh. An elf bard. A sexy elf bard. But would he be, like, which Zac Efron would he be, though? High School Musical. He's okay. a singer. He's Troy Bolton. All well, right. okay, no, he'd be, like, Neighbors. Okay. But he'll have the voice of Troy Bolton. So I'll have the stupid auto-tuned high school musical voice. Yeah. Bet on it. Get your head in the game. But I'm going to do like what Luke did with his characters. I'm not ever going to tell anyone my first name is Zach and I'm just going to be Elfron. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. But yeah. Could I be Vanessa Hudgens? But is there a good... Hmm. What was her um, name in High School Musical? Oh, I don't know. I never actually saw the movie. Excuse me? I can't even remember. Gabriella. Yep. Or Gabrielle. Gabriella. And we're back. But yeah, so I guess we come back and Steve and Andrea are basically on a date because he picks her up at her house, meets her grandma. Has dinner. And then goes to the Peach Pit. get seconds of, what was it? Uh, Liver chops. Liver? Liver worse. Nope. Liver and onions? Something like that. No, that's Doug. Chopped. (laughs) (laughs) Killer tofu. That counts as a reference. I think we're up to like eight different (laughs) shows. (laughs) That feels low. That does feel low. Um, No, it was like, it was something like No, it was like chopped liver, like chopped steak. it was chopped liver. I think it was chopped liver. definitely liver. Because I was like, ooh. Yeah, because he was just like, that was really good. Ooh. And then, me. yeah, Nat hands him the napkin. They spill. Mm-hmm. They start arguing. Because then they go to the wrong convenience store. And he's like, <laughs> I would like to return this egg. She's like, do you have a receipt? <laughs> do you have to have a receipt? <laughs> What's wrong with the egg? 
I laughed a lot. Like that lady who played the convenience store worker was so funny. She was so good at this deadpan, and Andre is just so like, good. oh. And Steve's like, should I have a receipt? <laughs> I loved it because Andre is like, we're not in the right place, and yeah. Steve's like, no, no this no. is a part of it. <laughs> I know. I'm God. cool. It was so funny. That lady was so funny. Oh, my God. But, yeah, they're not in the right place. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is already at the club. And apparently... Which looks bananas. It was so much. I was like, man, clubbing in the 90s, wild. Yeah. like. But before they actually go in, I actually thought it was super nice that Dylan was, like, letting Brenda know there might be drugs here. Well, and so I did think about the timing of that, of having to be like, okay, well, it's got to be on a TV show. It's got to, you know, cause some drama. And he has to tell her. But I loved... That he gave her this warning and she was like, do we need to not be here for you? Right. Like it was equal parts him just warning her. Making her more comfortable. Equal parts her being considerate of him too. Making him more comfortable. Like it was very give and take and like uh, reciprocal. Well, and it was very open conversation. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't like Dylan was trying to be like, don't do it. It was more like, I just want you to know, like you're you're probably going to see this. So just letting you know. I also like that Dylan was just like, this isn't anything more than, like, this isn't going to tempt me any more than I'm already tempted every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a day-to-day thing, and I'm choosing recovery, and we're going to be fine. And neither of them was judgy either. Yeah. No, I honestly think that the way they handle Dylan's addictions is, like, beautiful. So beautiful. Well, and it continues to show that Dylan is the most evolved of everyone but that brenda's a good match for him too because anyone else could have been like fomo you know like very much like okay well i might want to try it but we got to make sure you don't or something Mm -hmm. or like well you're just going to be a wet blanket or literally anything else negative but because brenda is also very intuitive and like understands people but then has been with dylan and has this really intense relationship with him she also knows like all right this might be an issue let's check in with each other Mm -hmm. and see where we're at like that's that's why I don't want this relationship to ever end. And the thing is, like, I know it's going to because right. you can't, like, Brenda leaves and I think Dylan leaves at some, at point. some point. So, like, you can't keep this relationship going right. on. But honestly, it is so emotionally evolved. And, like, they had, you know, all of their ups and downs and, like, trying to go through all their stuff back in the punishment episodes. Yeah, because they're 16, 17 years old. Yeah, but, like, they, they truly did come back in, like, this stronger relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. Um, but, like, as good of a relationship as they have, <laughs> they go over to Brandon and Emily, where Brandon's only personality trait this episode is that he hates dancing. He's mentioned it, like, four times already. Yes. And, like, It's not a personality trait to hate something. And it's not. And, like, anecdotally, I had this thought, because, like, my husband, not he doesn't love dancing that much. Like he, or at least he didn't. But then he kind of realized like, who cares? All dancing is, is just confidence, but also just like not caring what people think. Well, and I have seen your husband show up at a wedding, stay completely sober (laughs) and just drop it down and try and twerk on you. He loves it. It went so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Totally did. The picture that just came to my mind. (laughs) I wish... I could demonstrate it for you because, like, 
Caitlin and John were standing next to each other at a table, and Nate was dancing, and I just walked up to John to explain this to him, and I was like, okay, now you bend over and shake your ass, and like, you know Nate is a pencil. He has no He's ass, teeny. unfortunately. No ass. But he also does not know how to twerk. No, not at all. So he doesn't like, even understand the concept. <laughs> he like just crouched. He, he, he crouched, and then he's like, oh, wait, no, that's not it. I'm just going to touch my toes. But he can't. He can oh, barely get halfway. Like, sat over, and I was like, no, you're supposed to, like, do something now. Yeah, like, stick your butt out and then do something with it. And he's just like, I don't, I don't know how this works. But then, but then, while we were there, I started doing some Just Dance moves, and you know who mirrored them back to me? Was it Nate? It was Nate Lewis. <laughs> oh, it was Nate my Dog. God. Yep. And that is the essence of Nate, and Brandon does not get that. No. Dancing is the best because it's just a free thing that's fun that yes. you can do together. Like, it's just an expression of, like, how the music, like, just, like, moves but, through. But, like, this is you feel. Yeah. This is so much proof of just, like, Brandon cares too much about all of the wrong things. Totally. Because, like, he cares so much about being like, I don't dance. I don't dance. I'm not dancing. You can't make me dance. And it's like, Emily never even asked you to dance. No one ever even <laughs> We all know yeah. you don't like to dance. Exactly. We saw you with Carla that time, guy. <laughs> Carla with a K. Guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, that's all he does is he talks about how much he hates stuff, and then he sits on the couch and tries to make out with Emily the whole time with tongue. All and in. he's, like, weird about it. Like, I don't know if it happens here or a little bit later, but she's sitting on his right, and he's got his left arm up on the couch arm and then he like wraps his right arm around the back of her neck and like hooks her completely <laughs> let me just sleep he's like oh. <laughs> he puts her in a sleep <laughs> can you imagine he's like i really want to try out this wwe move let's try it out sleep <laughs> oh no you didn't sleep did brandon just turn into my husband <laughs> All right, so he's not Nate. No, he's definitely <laughs> he not. He might be Michael. <laughs> but also, he's trying so hard to be, like, rocker boy. He's trying so hard to be cool. Also, speaking of cool, did you see them all walking in in their outfits where they're all in denim and black and, like, looking fine as hell? Yes, but also Brandon didn't because he's just, like, trying to wear that chain and, like, his black Was he wearing neck? his cross again? Yeah, he was wearing his cross. Oh, it was a cross. Ugh. Girl, yeah. you ain't religious. <laughs> <laughs> Got Jesus on my necklace. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, everyone but Brandon yeah, looking fine as they hell. They did look fine. Um, but yeah, they're all sitting on the couch, and they all come over, and then they point out the guy in the shirt, because Kelly's like, man, it's like I'm a fifth wheel. And they're like, but look at that guy. He gave me strong Zlatan Ibrahimovic vibes. I don't okay, know if I he did because he just had like the the soccer player. Oh, okay, for, yeah, for the LA Galaxy, who is the worst human on this earth. Not that's an exaggeration. He just gonna say, sucks. He, the, he's not the worst person. He's a good soccer player and not kind great. Of an asshole. He's good. Yeah, he knows he's good. Yeah, and so oh. like he, he he calls himself a god. He used to play in Europe. He came over to MLS. I don't think he'll stay in MLS. No. And he likes to shit on MLS nonstop. Mm. And MLS is a younger league. so it's And it's like not high tier. Like it's, it's high tier, but it's not the highest tier. I would say it is not as competitive as like going and playing Correct. over in Europe. But like, bro, you get paid millions. Mm -hmm. 
Like, you might want to appreciate where you're at, given your age and all that. But anyway, he just, because Latan always has, like, a like a half pony, like, half up, half down, and, like, the and this guy mustache. And this guy had the half pony with the big four on his shirt. Mm-hmm. He which just is, gave like, me those vibes. The most obvious way to announce that you're a drug dealer. It's <laughs> yeah. like if someone wore a shirt that said, ask me about my math. <laughs> <laughs> ask me about my math. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can that be our t-shirts? <laughs> We're going to make some eggs. <laughs> New stickers. Ask me about my mess. <laughs> At Back to Podcast. <laughs> it's going to be that one, and then it's going to be just an egg. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so good, though. It's so good. Ask me about my egg, and the period is the egg. Ooh. <laughs> Ask me about my egg, asterisk, meth. <laughs> oh, that's what I said, didn't I? It's cool. We are so on point right now. <laughs> on point. <laughs> Honestly, this is the best episode we've ever done. Probably. Our listeners may disagree. You won't, but you but might. You, you know what else is on point? Them pointing out the drug dealer. Yes, because they clearly, like, was it Brandon who pointed it out? No, Emily was like, see that guy over there oh, with the four right. on his well, shirt? Well, no, because... Oh, I th- she pointed it out yes. to Brandon, and then when Kelly comes over later, Kelly's she's the like, one that's, that like, cute. vibing the drug dealer. She's like, that guy's kind of cute. It's like, really, Kelly? That is not your type. But well, all- and yeah, because uh, muscle guy, that showed, he's the like, nipples. you can see his nipple. <laughs> I'm all in. Give me that nippy boy. <laughs> nippy boy. <laughs> Okay, he was hot as ideas. hell in that mesh shirt. That I'm was so sorry. funny. That, Brenda, you can see his nipple. <laughs> it's so funny. And it made me think of Steve's tiny tank. You can see <gasps> Steve's nipple in the tiny tank. I'm like, but Kelly likes you Steve's nipples before? more than those nipples. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't. Those are unfamiliar <laughs> nipples. All right, that's another <laughs> sticker. Are you a nipple boy? <laughs> But yeah, so she points it out to Brandon, and then Kelly's like, oh, I'm vibing on that guy, which I think is like, are they trying to throw back and like just remind us repeatedly that Kelly has bad taste in men and so bad things happen to her? Like, well, I was getting vibes from two episodes ago with Halloween oh, and right. being like, get the fuck over yourself. I mean, it could be like apple tree thing with her mom, just, you know, not having good judgment. So that passes on to her offspring and... I mean, nothing happened with it, but, like, I'm just assuming every guy that Kelly meets is going to be some sort of punishment because he's not Steve. Just Which, you frankly, wait. It's not Steve, so it right. really is a little bit of a punishment. That's true. That's but, true. Um, but, yeah, so she thinks that the drug dealer is cute, and mm-hmm. then Brandon's just like, he's a drug dealer, and they're all, I how did you know, drugs? Brandon? Yeah. He's like, I'm an investigative journalist. I know things. I loved it, like, because Emily kind of gave him, like, a little bit of a look, and it's like, don't say that. It's like, don't oh, tell right. him don't be that obvious. I know about drugs. Don't stare right. at him. Don't point at him. Right. Like, let's not just throw out that I'm a bad girl, because, I don't know, like, I spent a lot of time in this episode, like, basically from this point on, kind of going back and forth of, like, why does it matter so much to Brandon that she didn't tell him about her past and having done drugs in the past, but at the same time, she is still currently doing drugs and not mm-hmm. telling him about it, them, and that's where the problems come in, you know, all dosing him aside. Right. But, like, it just felt very interesting to me how quickly this friend group is so, like, would be ready to turn against her. Oh, totally. They're very much like, we've established our group. This is our group. You must be perfect 
to be involved in this group. Which Otherwise, we're going to kick you to the curb. Ridiculous. Oh, totally. Considering everyone in it. And then, like, David has spent the entire night so far trying to push alcohol on Kelly specifically, but, like, everybody else on top of that, as well as drinking so much of it himself. Which the most that, like, the most time that could have passed is, like, three hours that he was drinking it. Well, so, hold on. You said they left the peach pit around nine-ish? I feel like they all got there around, like, 9.45. Okay, so let's but just, like, it was an build. analog clock, so. I was say, there's, <laughs> there's broken timeline here anyway. Yeah. So, like, take it all with a grain of salt. But say they get to the peach pit. They all leave around 10 because they all have to get there. They have to draw the little map, hand it to Nat, be like, mm-hmm. I'm also going to need you to give them gotta be an uncooked egg if it came from Nat. <laughs> tell us if it's a cooked or uncooked egg and then they have to go to the convenience store turn in their egg then drive Mm -hmm. to the rave then get there so if they got if they left around 10 we'll say at best 10 40 yeah and then they have to leave by 1 a.m because brenda and brandon's curfew is 1 30 yeah so two hours yeah and like little over he drank a fifth the whole thing yeah, I and mean, there might have been like a teensy bit left. When he's a baby, and this is he's likely so his teeny. first dose of alcohol, and it's whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> I will say, as a junior, I got really whiskey drunk one time. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I drank more whiskey that night than I've been able to in my entire life. Oh, my well, you remember. Yeah. yeah. No, I ruined it. Like, I didn't bar for anything, which was, like, wow. amazing. Yeah. And had a conversation with my English teacher. <laughs> I will say, I'm really... Was it Mr. Suter? <laughs> oh, God. No, thank God. <laughs> was it Miss... Uh... It was Miss Segerson. That's what I was thinking Because it was at a cast party for oh, school. Yeah. No, I think I remember Jeez. this happening. Because that was the year I wasn't allowed to participate. Oh, no. Uh, what did yeah, you that's do, probably Emily? I got into a car accident, so my <gasps> parents grounded me from theater. What? They grounded you from a car accident? We don't need to talk about all right, no. we'll move on. It was a really bad day. It was a stupid grounding. It was a stupid year. <laughs> stupid grounding. But yeah, I was able to put more whiskey away than I that night than I ever had have been able That's to. That's so since. crazy because the first time I drank alcohol, it took like a drop. And I was like, is this what alcohol feels like? Like I was like, I mean, because it's like you don't know what to expect. So you just go with whatever you think is supposed to happen. So in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like... David should be on the floor. Yes. Like alcohol poisoning. Kind Absolutely. Of and yeah. I mean, he does throw up a ton later. And like you see Dylan like clutching the back of his head, which I assume means that he literally can't keep his head up to throw up. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like he has hair to hold back. I mean, he does have kind of longish hair, but like not in the point where it'd be like in his mouth. Oh, not even close. Yeah. Like I am literally picturing... Dylan is holding him up. Because he's going to fall over. He's got him like a kitten by the scruff of the neck. Mm-hmm. Just exactly. letting all of And he is. Out. He's a little baby kitten. He is a little baby kitten. And got into that little nip of whiskey and now he's just gone. Oof, man. But yeah, he keeps like pushing it on everybody and like mm-hmm. dancing like crazy and his voice gets a lot higher and he's... Yeah, his voice again. I wrote that down too, that his voice gets like weirdly high. Well, because... doing drunk voice. I would say yeah. the reason I noticed it was because... I feel like a lot of people, when you do drunk voice, you start slurring. And oh, he totally. didn't slur at all, but he did talk a little bit higher. Yeah, like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know who likes me? Brenda. And I was like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah, it's Donna. My favorite part. Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one, 
<laughs> that little Mickey Mouse thing. Oh my god. My favorite part with David. Write that down. Another reference. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Another reference. I can do that all day long. I can't. I got it. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. Um, I feel like I want to clip that out and turn it into something. I mean, you should. Oh my god. You totally should. And then we just add it in every time we make like a like a shocking revelation oh or something. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to make a Caitlin soundboard. I can do it. I'm yes. pretty decent at impressions. Well, but I have to learn how to make the sound part. <laughs> right. That's not I trust you. Yeah. We so, can make the sound happen. I might be a little bit of a like a little bit ahead, but Emily eventually gets up to get drinks and David sits down next to Brandon yes. and just like grabs his titty <laughs> and he's so close <laughs> to his face. This is like, you know who likes me? Donna likes uh-huh. me. And I'm like that's cute. Somebody has to. True. So also kiss. But <laughs> he just kiss. he yeah. just really grabbed a hold of Brandon's titty. Yeah. And he probably like deserved a little titty twister. I, I mean, honestly, he probably learned it from Brandon. Brandon's been very handsy. But also I wrote down in my notes, I was like, why is he so close to Brandon? Oh my god, if this was twenty nineteen, he would kiss him. Like it would happen. Oh yeah. And I kind of wanna see that. 90210 needs more gays. Yeah. I know. We had like a hint of one. And he was a maybe. Right. (laughs) It was like a LaCroix of gay. Oh my God. It has the hint. (laughs) It was just something other than hetero. Yeah. We don't know what it was. Yeah, It's the LaCroix in the sense that you take a sip and someone in the other room yells, gay. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say like, they yelled banana. (laughs) (laughs) Like when your foot falls This guy asleep. might like penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have oh, to say yeah. it so long. It's already out of your mouth and you're like, wait, what that reminds me of something. <laughs> What's that aftertaste? <laughs> oh god. The aftertaste of penis. <laughs> I'm just oh Gross. my god. I just remembered in the office when they like two of the warehouse guys invested their lottery winnings in an energy drink for gay men and it was just like penis flavored. <laughs> Another reference. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> but yes, he was very close to Brandon. <laughs> and while he's close to Brandon, Emily is up at the bar buying sodas. Which, who can call that a bar? That is a frat party bar. Well, and like the little glasses that he put out, like, that's not Sprite or water. Like, that that's looks vodka. like a vodka soda. Yeah. So like, she might literally have gotten him soda water. But yes, like, this true. is... This is right after they have that conversation where she's talking about drugs and like, oh, it makes you feel so good and did it, you know, peer pressure. And he's like, the only way I would take drugs is if somebody broke into my house and put it under my tongue without me knowing. Yeah. Which, I mean, is literally like, you know, someone puts a gun to my head and tells me I have to take drugs. Like, that is what he meant. And I had the issue with Emily here because, like, Brandon's saying no. Like, just Brand- Brandon be is cool very much saying no. And somehow she takes this, like, literally, someone puts a gun to my head and says, take the drugs to, well, if he's dosed with it, it'll be fine. Yeah, like, yeah, that's problematic. It's a lot so problematic. Like, honestly, metal. you know, <laughs> we have been talking about how amazing Emily Valentine has been and how into her he has been for episodes. Mm-hmm. And I truly think. Like, this is what had to do it to push, em- yeah. like, me away from Emily. Totally. Yeah, now it's like, 
okay, you're you're doing something you're crazy. Without consent. You are deliberately harming someone, and you're being super selfish. Well, and like you know, I this is very much an anti-drug PSA. And back in this day, it was the war against drugs, which I have a huge issue with mm-hmm. politically and you know historically and whatnot. So whatever. But like literally when he says like, you could have messed with my brain, like she literally did. But in a sense of like, she messed with his brain chemicals. Like what if Mm -hmm. tomorrow he has that like, you know, crash and goes into a deep depression and like like serotonin syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. thing. Definitely. Like not even that, but like that plus what if he did something Afterwards, like what if because of this feeling he decides he can drive and he hurts someone else and gets in another accident and yeah. like actually does hurt somebody or right. like literally you know, anything illegal he, or well harmful. you know they spend all this time talking about how doing drugs means he has no control over himself which again I don't totally agree with I don't think that's exactly how drugs work where like you can't be mad you can only be happy right but like well, yeah what if he decided to you know, go have a couple of drinks mm-hmm. or, like, go try some of these other drugs that are around. Yeah, there. like, mixing like, stuff. The way what they if- are presenting drugs, mm-hmm. like, so many things could have happened to him. And, like, she's not taking – she's not in it to take care of him. And, like, I feel like if you were going to get somebody to take drugs or whatever, it has to be in a loving environment. Like Yeah, like a controlled environment where, like, harmful things are taken out of it. Like, this would have been totally different if she had bought the Euphoria, gone – they had gone back to her – house i guess she lives in a house what well, couldn't parents, be that walsh right but like they went somewhere that it is a safe environment somewhere and they that's did comfortable it and like i don't yeah. know like i just a lot of this i mean they whatever. definitely treat drinking underage drinking much more acceptable than they do drugs in well, this episode because will, of david i have comments yeah i'm sure when we get there. <laughs> um because yeah that's exactly it like this is a drugs are bad episode this but is not all right they already did a drinking is yeah, bad episode. You're just going to throw up if you drink a lot. <laughs> that was literally the Well, because like this time it wasn't bad for David because he doesn't have access to a car. Well, and he was yeah, cuz he and he was with people who had drank before who had have drunk. Had drunk, Well, had and drunk. like Dylan was going to be a DD, mm-hmm. Kelly was going to be a DD, Brandon was supposed to be a DD. Yeah, like, Brenda's technically a DD, but she just sucks at driving well and the thing was she did try and drive them home in mm-hmm. brandon's car and he wouldn't allow it Correct. because he was on drugs yep it's so dumb it's like brandon just keep making out with emily in the back seat while yeah, you go home like you're gonna be fine yeah like yeah i don't know but anyway like she goes and gets the drugs she pours them into his drink, stirs them in with her little finger. And later you realize it was not everything she bought. She yeah. bought two doses and only like half dosed him, which is fine. But like, what are you keeping the other half for? Girl, you know she's keeping that for later. Like her own personal use, it sounds like. I mean, probably. Like it sounds like she's a frequent user of, at, like, le- of at least euphoria. I mean, yeah, I, I guess they're trying to be like, oh, she likes to party. She's mm-hmm. going to take these drugs at the next time she gets an Apple Pie note card. Right. Like, <laughs> exchange a pie. <laughs> exchange a bacon. <laughs> Just one strip. Yeah. Cooked or uncooked. Mm. Hard boiled or raw. Chicken or egg. <laughs> exchange <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> okay, but also Dilda was hella cute. Oh, my God. Just like dancing the night away. Well, They're and then so they cute. they turn later and are like, "Oh man, she finally got your brother to dance," and mm-hmm. he's literally just like grabbing at her. Yeah, that's they what, used that's the same scene twice out. and like took the I audio out. That. Yeah, well, because you see Brandon's like 
outstretched hand just like on her hip and then every time he goes to kiss like I think I wrote this down at some point but I where I don't know where it went but I wrote down that like when Brandon 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 (laughs) when Brandon goes for a kiss there's no half kiss there's no sort of kiss it is a hundred percent kiss with tongue I was gonna say comes out of his mouth yeah they just like Stick their tongues out and then, like, the tongues pull them together. (laughs) That's not how. Like, I'm sorry. Please ask for permission. (laughs) Well, this relationship clearly does not have permission in it. Before you jab your tongue in my mouth, like, we got to establish some. Before you put your books in my locker. (laughs) But, But so Brandon is walking around not realizing that he's drugged. Yeah. Like, not even realizing anything. He's just like, oh, man, the lights. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But I will say, and maybe it's just me, I kind of liked the shot where she's starting to say, oh, I got something for you and for me. Mm-hmm. And then the camera starts, like, circling around them as he's coming to this realization that, like, she dosed mm-hmm. him. There's nothing he can do about it. Honestly, you might as well just enjoy the rest of this as it's coming. Not that they say he has any choice. Right. Because, like... Yeah, you've been drugged, but now there's nothing you can do about it, which is kind of shitty, but also, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. That's the whole thing that gets me, is, like, I feel like there was another way they could have taken this where if you get dosed and you find out about it and you have your friends and your family and your girlfriend and all this stuff with you, like, you unfortunately do really have to make this mental decision of like, I am just going to be okay with this Mm -hmm. and like go along with it and just like try and be okay with myself or I'm going to freak out because you can have a bad trip. Like he could have taken this and just had a horrible time and like locked himself in that shitty bathroom. I was expecting visuals of the attack of the killer tomatoes. Yeah, like something that would prove it was a bad time versus what he says later when he's like, oh, I just couldn't feel bad. That's right. such a lie. Like the inability to feel anything. And that's but what positive. got me was I was just like drugs are like an enhancement of the chemicals in your body. Like mm. So it's like it's possible if you were already feeling upset that you could feel more upset. Yeah, you can freak yourself out. You can yeah. have mm-hmm. a bad trip. That yeah. is Especially, like, finding out that you were given drugs against your will, mm-hmm. that would send me spiraling into a panic attack. Right. Because like like those types of drugs like ecstasy and stuff they really really up your serotonin and serotonin mm. while it makes you happy it's also a panic chemical yeah so well and like think about the fact that he's in an unknown location surrounded right. by people that he doesn't know this party could get busted at any time he can't leave mm-hmm. he can't tell his parents about it he knows his sister's going to be upset with him he knows dylan's going to be upset he can't with drive him home yeah like all of these things really would build up against you and you would freak the fuck out true yeah no i mean i don't have much experience at all with like drugs at all so but, I mean, think about alcohol, too. Like, yeah, if true. you're at a party and you're having a drink and, you know, in the episode where Brandon realizes he's an alcoholic and true. he's having those margaritas that he doesn't realize is drunk, like, he gets really upset mm-hmm. when he realizes he's drunk. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, I think, obviously, every person's experience is different. And then, like you said, it's all a matter of, like, what your body is actually experiencing Mm -hmm. for me personally yeah i agree with mary like i'd probably like freak out and like need to go sit in a corner and like just 
let it end. Like all I would want to think about is like, let this be over, let this be over. And that's exactly it. Like when you have that like serotonin overload Mm -hmm. and then you've also got sensory overload Mm -hmm. with the lights flashing and the loud music and all of these bodies near you, like that's a lot to go through. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Lucky for Brandon, he already had a super boner for Emily (laughs) and that took over his brain and he just, where did his shirt go? Oh, when he, he just like unbuttons it later. Oh, yeah. And Wasn't in he car? in a t shirt when V-neck. they got there? He was in a v neck. So, how did he, he get a button? No, he was in a v neck with his chain and it's gone. It's just his. Who like, did he trade jacket. shirts with? Yeah. Because you see like Nip at one point and then it's just like. Well, because like when they're having the whole conversation later and he just stands up on the hood of the car without his shirt <laughs> yeah, on. He kept in Morgan's pretty well right there. I know. I got so distracted by it. Like I knew it was a very emotional <laughs> scene, but I was just like, look at that belly button right there when he d- stood up on the car i i giggled a little because i was like what you doing boy what are you doing jason Priestley? <laughs> you cannot do anger but you can do on drugs <laughs> totally <laughs> so i mean maybe this is a sign jason Priestley just needs more like happy upbeat thing even give him mm-hmm. comedy like as much as i hated that time he kissed brenda on the nose but that wasn't comedy that was just gross but in retrospect it could be comedy like that's kind of giggly but like not in context but in like if you just watch a scene and you don't know what's happening and some guy just goes if you don't know they're (laughs) twins yeah yeah then it's like kind of i think that's the thing is like i can't i can't look at it (laughs) that one i don't know if i can do i'd have to think about it i can't do it yuck (laughs) yuck (laughs) gorsh That was a good one. I'm saving it. All right. <laughs> so um, bored. <laughs> it's just going to be old Disney noises. <laughs> I'm playing Disney Kingdoms. Don't make fun of me. On Kingdom my Hearts? iPad. No, no, no. Disney, Dis- Disney Magic Kingdoms. It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but with Disney. That okay. sounds so fun. It's actually. Like, it's frustrating, but <laughs> I love it. And... All I want to do is come home and, like, make my characters do things. I didn't expect to admit that. (laughs) You didn't expect to get so attached to these people in your parks. You just want to give them a magical experience. How do you think I started my impressions with Mickey and Goofy? (laughs) Maybe that could be an ad for our show. Disney Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Okay, we're just going to start advertising for Disney and see when they call us. See what us. happens. They always want to make money. They bought Fox. They might own this. And they also want to make money. Disney. Is it on Disney Plus? No. Email oh. us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, euphoria. Yeah, I was going to say, you know who's not freaked out? <laughs> Brandon Walsh. Yeah, he's Brandon not. Walsh is dancing like a weird person, and mm. then Brenda is freaking out. She realizes yes. it's almost 1 o'clock, and they have to go. She's like, we have to go. I have to go. And then Kelly goes, I have to go. But also, they get super freaked out because they see literal, like, crack in heroin. That was, because they're, like, yeah, yeah they, they see that. Kelly has to go, like, meaning she has to pee. Yes. Yeah. And then they see, they, like, step on the needle and they see the guy lighting up the crack pipe. Mm-hmm. And then they freak the fuck out. Yes. And still go pee. And right. meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you can hold it until you can find a shell station. I thought that totally. was on their way back from peeing. Because oh, they were talking a- about how gross the bathrooms were. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're right. yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. hear, like, a crunch. And then Brenda looks down and she's just stepped on a glass syringe. Which yep. is, it was not the right 
syringe? No. No, it should have been plastic by that point. Like she should have stepped on the crack pipe or whatever, but but, but yes, then they yeah, look even like stepping on a plastic syringe. Like the fact that it broke freaked me the fuck out for oh, her. Oh yeah. yeah. Um no, but, but that's like, terrifying. Yeah. Well, I would yeah. be terrified. Oh, I would I would be like I am not comfortable out at all. And so yeah, they they go back, they tell Dylan mm-hmm. that there's crack here and mm-hmm. they're like we need you to help get everybody out and he literally is like shuttling people out of the warehouse. Which as much as like Brenda is a strong independent woman, so is Kelly. I just I kind of like have a soft spot in my heart for as for as codependent as Brenda and Dylan are. Because it's clear it's like they need each other, but not in like a needy way. It's like Well it's the thing of like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I think there is a thing, I'm not even sure codependent is the right word mm-hmm. I wanna use, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But there's this thing in their relationship where like I am strong for you when you need me to be mm-hmm. strong. But if I falter and I yeah. need you to be strong, I know you're gonna step up and deal with it. That's true. They kind of like jump into action when the other person needs the other person too because because that was like basically what has happened this night is dylan warns her there's going to be drugs she Mm -hmm. says do we need to get you out of here he says no i can handle this and she backs off she's Mm -hmm. not constantly on him she's not asking him questions all night long and then as soon as she actually sees those drugs that he warned her about she's like she's like you're right i can't be here we need to get everybody out i can't leave brandon and he you know goes into action mode and is like i'll get you guys outside i'll go back in and Mm -hmm. get him so you're out. It just kind of goes back to that mature relationship where, like, if you are in that, like, positive, mature, very evolved relationship, it's never about one person needing the other more than the other. It's about each other knowing what each other needs from each other. It's a give and take. Yeah. And it's being able to understand the give versus the take and when one is needed versus the other. Exactly. So everyone's leaving. David's mm-hmm. puking. Mm-hmm. Brenda's freaking out. Emily and Brandon are making out on the top of the car. Dylan's being responsible. Kelly's upset about her car and Donna does nothing. Yeah, but also Dylan was hilarious, like calling out Brandon for just like making out with Emily, like on the hood of his car. Oh my God, when he was like, Yeah, Brandon, get it. I know. I was like, All right, this is fun. <laughs> that's that's fun, Dylan. He really he needed a moment because then they go over there and he's just like, Man, what are you on? Girl, would you get your eyebrow scar? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You get that eyebrow scar out of your mouth, Emily. <laughs> But, like, where did he get it? <laughs> like, I want to know. He was like, that is not what this scene is about. This is about you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon. He was so handsy. Brandon. This is when it grossed me out the most because he was just, like, moving up and down. And like, then just, like, ooh, it felt like he had, like, eight so hands. Oh, much. But that's the thing about oh, no. drugs. It's <laughs> the, Brandon did this really well. Yeah, true. Like, Jason Priestley, I'm not saying you've ever done drugs in your life because that's a thing I shouldn't go around saying, but, like, <laughs> you understand. But if you rolled, email us. <laughs> <laughs> Back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. As if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we know it works now. Someone emailed us. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, so Brandon is just like, High on drugs. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, you should know where I'm coming from. You did drugs. Or whatever oh, the fuck yeah. he says. And it's then like an addict, quit which, throwing people's addictions back in their face. It's happened yeah. so many times. Mm. And yeah, so they just take his keys 
and they're like, we got to get Brenda home because she's got curfew. We have to get Kelly home before her mom. We have Mm -hmm. to get David home because he's hammered. So like, whatever, y'all can figure out your own bullshit. Well, and it, I mean, kind of made me appreciate the fact that they did have to take two cars so that they could get people out of there because later we know that the cops show up. Which is, okay, this is a whole other thing. Your phone would have some sort of, like, alarm or notification or something to go off to tell you it's time to leave. True. Like, That's you could true. say, like, yeah. how do I get home by one thirty? Your phone's going to say, now is the time to leave. Mm-hmm. That's true. That would be another big difference between 1992. I think we're still in one. Okay. But in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, yeah, that's a good point. I guess they just had to, like, wear a watch. <laughs> Well, but that's, like, it wasn't going off. I mean, yeah. if you had, like, a nerdy little watch, it would have gone off. Calculator watch? Yeah. I would have worn one. I totally would have. I probably, They're so expensive. Did you they? know that? Yeah. I did not. Then I would not have worn one. I probably would have had one of those little, like, the little beepy ones, like the Iron Man watches. That, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, just, the really heavy plastic, mm-hmm. like, hurdy plastic. It kind of, like, dug into your skin a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. That you get get as a McDonald's toy. Yeah, that's probably what I would have had. <laughs> Same. But I yeah. a Hello Kitty watch. <laughs> Come back out with those McDonald's. They are coming back out with like Happy Meal toys from our childhood. I so too. just keep an eye out. I would want a Power Rangers one. Oh my God, I love the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And the Power Rangers tie back into 90210. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Because of the Black Ranger, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Walter. Walter. Yeah. But so they throw David into the back of Kelly's car and, like, lift him up so that he can stick his head off the side if he needs to. And she spends the whole drive home freaking out and being all pissed off about having to drop him off. Mm-hmm. Donna calls her out on it and it's just like, he made a mistake. His mom's house is on the way. Just take him home. And that's a good point. Like, that, like, I, this is another time when I appreciate Donna kind of, like, coming to David's rescue a little bit. Like, not necessarily, like, yeah. Like, still understanding that David is an annoyance, but also understanding that David is not perfect. And, like, I get you don't like him, but I do. Well, and that's the thing is I think, you know, in my opinion, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. everyone in the gang except for Donna has, like, pretty much written David off. And she's not ready to write him off. Correct. And so I can – again, I just appreciate when somebody is nice to somebody that doesn't necessarily, like – I don't know. He's like always susceptible to being bullied. Cause think about it. Beginning episodes, he was bullied along with Scott. And now there's an opportunity for him to get a friend that is not Scott because of what happened. I'm like a hot girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think Donna definitely has a point. I'm worried about David because he drank a fifth of Jack the week after his friend shot himself in front of him. Yeah. Like, but what, what is a more appropriate time to drink a fifth of Jack though? Yeah. True. I think the thing that gets me is like, these are not the friends, like they are not at the level with him. That would be mm-hmm. like, I don't know if this is the right path for you to be going down. I want to make True. sure you're okay because it, what, it's been a week, maybe two weeks, you know, based on the time episodes are airing, it has literally been a week since mm-hmm. his friend shot himself in front of him. But it's also like, who else would he have to be around? Nobody, because he yeah. ditched everybody to go hang out with them. Exactly. Like it's just, it's a very complicated situation. Totally. That just shows like how 
many friend groups or how many relationships are just not black and white. Well, and I think it goes to show that like that was not the main thing in this episode. Nobody even touches on it. And we're talking a lot about the fact that like this could be a sign of depression and who knows if it comes up later. I haven't seen any other episodes, but like, Mm -hmm. like this show does have depth. Oh, for sure. Whether they meant to or not, it's there. Yeah. It's like we've talked about. It's more in-depth and more hard-hitting, I guess, than other shows around this time period. Well, because, yeah, then, you know, after this, Kelly gets home with Donna and is like, see, you told you we were going to beat my mom. She's never on time. And she's mm-hmm. sitting in the room. She's sitting and right then, there. And then, like, we know they're screwed. And then... I do love Savage Jackie just sitting in her room. I love that she's just sitting so there with good. the lights off. So good. Um, But, like... You go over to the Walsh's house, and Brenda stayed up for hours waiting for Brandon at to least come like home. four hours. Yeah, because they left at one. Mm-hmm. The party. Oh, we didn't mention that the party gets broken up because the cops show up right as Steve and Andrea show up because they did finally find the right place, and they yep. were so proud of themselves, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And they had that conversation about Brandon that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but they finally show up and that's when the cops show up and Andrea is ready to run in to get the investigative journalism that she is so <laughs> deeply craved and yeah. Steve stops her and then realizes that Brandon and Emily are sitting on his car making out and they're like, we got to get you out of here. And this is when you kind of see Brandon doing like a drunk, like come down kind of a thing where he True. can't find his keys and he doesn't know where he is and he's becoming disoriented and they just, like, throw him in the back of Steve's Porsche to take him home. Mm-hmm. And then we lose them for three hours. Yeah. Because they left at 2. He gets home at 6. Assume some of that is driving. Mm-hmm. And he gets home. And Brenda's been up all night waiting for him so that they can have twin talk. Which is, like, okay, maybe Steve and Andre took him to, like, a Waffle House type situation, like, to soak up whatever, you know, all the drugs. He would not want to eat. Well, Mm -mm. uh, clearly I know nothing about drugs. Not that I know (laughs) nothing about drugs. (laughs) But, yeah, it's like, where was he? Did they go back to Steve's place for a minute? They must have, like, just given him some time to calm the fuck down. Right. Which, I mean, totally makes sense because you got to drop Emily off. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, maybe they just drove around. They got to go back to Van Nuys or wherever Mm -hmm. to drop Andre off to. True. So, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they dropped all these people off and then Steve stayed out with him for a little while. Or even, like, he just sat in the front. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But he's been gone for, like, four hours. And then Brenda's, you know, telling him she's really worried about him. He makes the comments about, like, he really wanted to be mad, but But he he couldn't. couldn't. And then he says that he wants her to call Dylan so he can go pick up his car and that she shouldn't go with him in case their parents wake up because he has to be at work in an hour, which right. also fucks up the timeline. Which also, like, why burden Dylan with that? Call a cab. Yeah, because Dylan gave him $40 for a cab, which he didn't use. Yeah. Because I just he have, got a ride home from Steve and Andrea. Exactly. I just have to assume it has to do with timeline because he says he has an hour until work. So he has to go all the way back into L.A. to get his car because they make all those comments of like, well, we're definitely not in Beverly Hills anymore. Mm-hmm. So he has to go all the way back to get his car, come all the way back to the house, get ready to go to his job at the Peach Pit, and then get to the Peach Pit all by 7 a.m. Which yeah. None of this 
takes an out. Like no. this goes way over because she has to call Dylan, who is the greatest person in the world, exactly. and wakes up, gets his ass out of bed to take Brandon back to his car, which is when they find out mm-hmm. it has been destroyed. Like graffitied, the passenger door is gone. Some of the wheels are missing. Like this car is destroyed. And like when they rolled up and the looks on their faces. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Freaking Brandon, man, you got this car like three months ago. I was thinking, I was (laughs) like, he hasn't even had this car this whole season. Exactly. It's been and it's been 15. This is like half the season. Yeah. And so the day he got it, it broke down, and he had to have the engine rebuilt. He had to get it out of impound at that point. He drove into Vivica A. Fox and this. <laughs> yeah, Vivica. Yep. Like, he does comment on it later yep. of being like, my lot in life is to work to pay off the damage I've done to my car. <laughs> Which is <laughs> meta. It's so true. Yeah. You can't... I like the self-awareness. <laughs> you can't get a win with this car. Oh, my God. When Dylan says, what are you going to tell Jimbo about the Stang? Jimbo and Stang and once It was all of it. I just, like, <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. Yep. Like, but the fact that Dylan said it made it easier to digest. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Dylan, mm-hmm. that's comedy. That is comedy. We've established Luke Perry so good with comedy. Yeah. He's so good. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess they call a tow company yeah, to bring the car back to Casa Walsh. Yep. And then Dylan drops him off back at home so he can tell his parents exactly why he had to have the car towed and why it looks like that and why it's missing a door and a tire. This was an awkward conversation, too. Okay, so at this point, Cindy says, I thought you guys were going to see a movie. <laughs> yeah. They never tell them they're going to see a movie. Nope. Maybe she just heard it because they were watching a movie. No, nope. but you nope. know what I mean. Like fake heard it. They were like discussing it in their little jo- conjoined bathroom in their Jack and Jill, oh, and right, then they right. go downstairs and says we're going out. And Brenda tries to say they're going to a movie, and Brendan stop. Brandon stops her. That's right. Because they're not listening, out. and it's mm-hmm. not worth lying over it. Sure. We're going to a thing. Oh, that's right. They that's right. never say movie. Yeah. So I'm just saying continuity right there. But True. I mean, whatever. Um, but also Brandon was being hella patronizing. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So Cindy was doing the whole like, no, I knew drugs back in my day. That can destroy your brain. Blah, 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 blah. And I got really wrapped up in the idea that that is the war on drugs bullshit. Sure. Like none of like, no one takes ice cream scoops out of their brain. Well, yeah. And, but I think besides that, the problem is, is that the child is being like, uh, mom oh my god the face that he gives her like i would have leaned across the table and smacked that boy yes like bitch you talk to me like that go to your room like yeah you're not going to work exactly like i'm sorry you're not leaving the house you're not talking to anybody emily walks in i'm like no emily Mm -hmm. go back out like i don't even care like that they don't basically don't punish him at all and that is consistent, at least with the Walsh family. Well, I mean, but the patronizing—I cannot with it. Like, and you that's are the not, thing. You took drugs. Well, okay, so I want them to like call him out on the patronizing. I understand why they wouldn't punish him for the drugs because he does say that he was drugged. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, as a parent, you would not insist on taking your child to the hospital. Well, yeah, at that point, yeah, true. And then when he won't say anything, like Brenda is furious, and then he's like. 
they find out that Brenda left him and Jim is just like, you left your brother there after he'd been drugged? Like, because they don't know the whole story. They don't know that Emily is the one that drugged him. Well, and also they just... And that he enjoyed it. And they assume Brenda is to blame. Obviously. For his car, for him not getting home until late. Yeah, because they're sitting there thinking, you have a driver's license. Why didn't you take the keys and take him home? And none of this would have happened. But like... Because it's so bad. Well, because Brandon is lying. Again. Yeah. He's pulling all this shit out of his ass mm-hmm. to get himself out of trouble. And you know, as soon as they all walk out of the house, they're going to be like, Brenda just left her brother. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I get the lying to protect people because in this case, it's like, but yeah, he's you hurting Brenda. That That's the thing. It's like, I understand the part where he's like wanting to protect Emily because that would just cause a whole other can of worms. And it's like. Obviously, this is probably an isolated incident, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that the detriment to this argument, to this lie, is Brenda, that's a problem. Like, well, and they never talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Why are you picking Emily over your sister right exactly. now? Especially with what happens in the very next scene. Because honestly, right, that feels right. like something Brandon would do. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely consistent with Brandon. Fuck Brandon. I think think it just bothers me Mm -hmm. that they do all of this to the detriment of Brenda, and we didn't get to see a resolution about that yet. Right. Like, she wasn't able to defend herself. She wasn't able to say, like, like, no, this was Emily because of the next scene. Which, I mean, is good on her. Like, I appreciate that she didn't try and throw somebody under the bus when that happened. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so the doorbell rings. And Brenda goes to open it, and Emily is standing there, and Brenda is just like, he doesn't want to see you. And Emily is just like, we'll see about that, and yeah. pushes past her to go in and also lie to the Walshes of being yep. like, oh, my God, I saw what happened to your car. I know what happened. And then when he leaves, she's like, well, I'm going to go take care of him. I'm going to mm-hmm. go make it better. And you see in Cindy's face of just like, that's a good girlfriend. I'm just like, you but don't know. Emily looks rougher than Brandon does. Yeah, Why right. is Emily you're up right. at six o'clock in the morning? It's clear <laughs> yeah. that she is just as fucked up mm-hmm. and like hung over. I was like, you don't look good after yeah. a night of clubbing. Just those, yeah, right. the makeup they yeah, did on they her did face. A, yeah. They did a mm-hmm. good job making yeah. her look like she just did drugs all I night. Noticed that. And yeah, so she goes upstairs to Brandon's room and he is just having none of it well and for someone who has such like explosive anger problems he was like weirdly calm which is like maybe that's his like epic anger no i was like he was too tired to get brandon mad and hung over which was a whole other thing so i was like brandon has to go to work now after all of that true that would suck. But maybe he'll get like some breakfast, get some food in him. He's like, still not going to want to eat. Okay. Maybe I'm just used to like alcohol hangovers. <laughs> I'm like, I need food, but I don't want to eat it, but I know I need it. Not well, that I've done drugs, but I've totally had to go to work after a night like that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've had to do that too. I haven't. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. Like, you know, people talk about like being depressed mm-hmm. and not wanting to eat food. It's the same True. thing when you have a chemical imbalance. It's after like a, a night like that, like crash. 
Yeah. yeah. You've cra- you don't want food in your stomach because you don't want to do anything because you True. don't have serotonin left because, what is it, like your receptors have taken in this like overhaul so they shut down. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, chemically, it makes sense. I got a D yeah. in chemistry, so if yeah. I got that right, I will be amazed. I no, remember it's more psychology than chemistry. Like, so. in this video we had to watch in health, basically, like, the drugs plug up all of the receptors. Right. And so your actual chemicals they don't can't fire. get in there. Mm-hmm. Because there's are yeah, they don't fire because there's too many. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like imagine that feeling and then having to go work an eight hour shift as a server where you have to be on. Right. Like you have to interact with people. You can't you're not like a cook or a um like a dishwasher or something where mm-hmm. you just kinda can avoid people. It's like you're actually like in front of people, so yeah, like this is going to be like a high energy thing and poor Brandon has to go do this after being drugged and yep. like he wants nothing to do with Emily no. and he's not being angry because he doesn't have the energy to, right. but like... But they do break up. Yeah, because he says, I don't know, I must have been on drugs. Oh yeah, that was so sad. Sick burn. Yeah. I mean, she's like, you told me. Oh yeah, I wrote, I, I've never had such intense feelings for any girl in my life. Yeah, well... I must have been on drugs. Boom. Yeah, that was savage. That was so good. Yeah. Was so good. You know, it's Allie Adler, man. <laughs> but so okay, good. so here's the thing that I hated about how this episode ended, though. Okay. Because Brandon is working at the Peach Pit and Andrea mm-hmm. goes in to check on him and they're having that whole conversation where he's like, I'm so sorry you had to see me like that last night. And she's like, I want to show you something. <laughs> and goes into the kitchen and points to the egg and says, this is your brain. And then throws in the frying pan and says, this is your brain on drugs. And then he scrambles it with a fork and goes, this is your brain on Emily Valentine. It's like, shut up. Oh my God. I LOL because I can't believe they actually did that. Because that's that was like not a like made up line. That's like part of the whole we're on that's, drugs. That's like yeah, No, this is your brain on drugs yeah. came out before that. And mm-hmm. then so... All of my like comments have led up to this moment. So at the end of this episode, Jason Priestley does a drug PSA. He does mm-hmm. not do This Is Your Brain on Drugs. Mm-hmm. This did lead me down a rabbit hole of This Is Your Brain on Drugs. <laughs> and in like 1997, um, from She's All That, mm-hmm. did a This Is Your Brain on Drugs. She did like a bigger one of like this is your brain on drugs and like smashes the egg and then proceeds to destroy the room using a frying pan (laughs) so she tangled everything because she's rapunzel later (laughs) further past the 90s um who has done it uh, Carly Rae Jepsen has used "This Is Your Brain on Drugs." Oh my God, but for, she's a baby. Like, not, well, like, no, she did it recently. She said the she did recently? the song she did of like "I'm Your Drug" or like "The Drug Is Me" or whatever. Yeah. She announced that song doing "This Is Your Brain on Drug" or "This Is Your Brain" and "This Is Your Brain on My Song." Da 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 da, and oh then destroyed the room. And then, just very recently, Riverdale. Oh dear. Said, this is your brain. This is your brain on Jingle Jangle. Oh God. Fucking Jingle Jangle. Oh my so God. So good. That's but like, it, like, took me down this whole rabbit hole of the this is your brain on drugs because apparently, in all seriousness, 
they did this is your brain this is your brain on drugs yeah. any questions yeah and then they redid it in i think the early 2000s where they did this is your brain this is your brain on drugs any questions and a bunch of teenagers go well yeah prescription drugs aren't as bad right what about drinking oh dear so that's when you were saying that like they don't make a big deal about david drinking yeah they acknowledge later on in the 2000s of kids being like, well, alcohol is not that bad, right? Mm. Because that was the whole thing. The war on drugs was like, crack is a horrible yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like hard, illegal drugs. Well, and that was where they did the whole like marijuana leads to doing crack. Like it's a gateway drug or whatever. It's just like, go Gateway fuck drugs are the biggest garbage can I've ever heard of. <laughs> go fuck your... Well, that's because it was a bunch of middle-aged people who had never taken drugs writing these policies. Okay, boomer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, do you want to hear the Jason Priestley PSA? Yes. Because I, I have it. I guess. We have to. We have to because the show ended with it, so we That's have true. to listen to it. It did. It did. All right. Hi, I'm Jason Priestley. Drugs will hurt you and those you care about. If you're involved with drugs or know somebody who is, there is help. Please call 1-800-662-HELP. Don't wait. Do it now. Stay tuned for scenes from the next 90210. So what did you grade it? Okay, so I came up with my two options, a good and a bad. Okay. Because I didn't know how I was going to lean after we'd been talking. But honestly, I kind of think, despite the fact that I horribly disagree with the whole this is your brain on drugs thing, that it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Like, I think everyone did amazing with their Mm -hmm. acting. I think... They, you know, pushed the plot along very well. They did all of these great things. So I am going to give it a B for drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> I also gave it a B. Um, but I just did it for like Brandon trips out kind of deal. But yeah, no, I like enjoy. I enjoyed this episode much more than I have the last several well, and that was the thing. When I realized that this was going to be a drug episode, I was like, we have had heavy episodes, mm-hmm. one after the other after the heavy. other. And it's not going to get lighter after this because the next one's called, what, like, My Desperate My, Valentine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know that's about Emily being desperate to get Brandon back. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not pull any punches naming that episode. That's right. So, like... I set myself up to be like, all right, I'm probably not going to like this because it's so dark and it's so heavy and we're not coming back up from it. But yeah. I mean, they handled it so well. So when it was entertaining. I mean, it wasn't all about the drugs, but it was like you could still. Well, and it was just good. Yeah. Like, exactly. I think this was honestly my favorite episode so far. Of the season honestly, or ever. I would say. Of, a, the, of the season. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I would say of the season, this is my favorite. Yeah. It was pretty good. So pretty good. Yeah. Gave it a good grade. And then I already spoiled. Next week is my Desperate Valentine. That's right. Season two, episode 16. So we're in the second half. (laughs) We've made it. (laughs) Um, Until next week, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Back2Podcast. Yeah. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Um, It helps us get in front of more people. And so if you share that, write us a review, uh, we'll shout you out at the end of the episode. As we do every time. Yep. And you can also <laughs> send us an email. Like you guys didn't know this. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it this time. You know. You know. <laughs> you know what it is. 
And you, you read it to us. You send us an email with our email address <laughs> Just if you know. Spelled out correctly. <laughs> Spell it phonetically. Yeah. Go nuts. But also thank you for listening to this episode. It's a doozy. This is a great episode. <laughs> oh, I agree. It's time to tell you all. We took euphoria tonight. White Claw! <laughs> Ain't no laws, man. What have we been saying? Well, until next week, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>